So welcome officially to Friday Voice. Um, I'm Andrea James. I'm your host uh, for this Friday Voice series, um, as well as a lot of the other podcasts uh, here at Voice at the Table. So if you want to check out uh, all the other resources and podcasts, uh, go to voiceatthetable.com. So today, as some of you have been introduced already, uh, we have Cara, who will be sharing with us the female art of blagging with integrity. So Cara, can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Sure. Um, Welcome everyone who's on the line and also to those who will be listening into the recorded session. So just to introduce myself, I am an ICF certified coach and I've been coaching since 2009. Before that, I was a chartered surveyor. So that's my professional corporate background and I am an associate for Voice at the Table. I'm also the mother of three sons and as of last week, an adorable new puppy. <laughs> and I'm just passionate about coaching and mentoring women to be proactive and confident and succeed in their careers. And the reason for this is that I let a lack of self-confidence and belief in my own abilities hold me back in my career as a chartered surveyor. And so now I want to share what I've learned so that other women don't make the same mistakes. Great. So thank, thank you very much for that. Um, before we begin the actual presentation, let me just give you a quick word about the format for today. So Cara will be doing a presentation. Um, she has a few slides. Uh, there are four sort of key points uh, that she'll be sharing with us. I'll be monitoring the chat box uh, throughout the entire presentation. So at any point, feel free to ask any questions. Uh, like I was saying, you can type the question to everyone, or if it's a, a private question, you can type it to me and, and I will ask Cara in between uh, the points. If you want to ask Cara a question directly, I can unmute you uh, during one of these uh, question breaks. So um, let's kick off with today's session. So Cara, um, why, why do we need to be able to blag? Well, I think, Andrea, I'm gonna start with a fact. And the fact comes from a report from McKinsey and Co and Lean In, and it's called Women in the Workplace 2016. And it shows that women are still struggling to advance their careers. And for every 100 women promoted to manager, 130 men are promoted. Women are also less likely to receive challenging assignments. They're less likely to participate in meetings and have access to senior leaders for sponsorship. So why are men promoted more than women? Is it that they're more expert? No. The thing is though, it's not enough to be an expert. It comes down to confidence and the difference between men and women. And generally speaking, women are not as good as men at promoting themselves, pushing themselves forward, They're not as good at winging it or bigging it up, or in fact, what I call blagging. So men are more comfortable in doing what they need to do to get what they want, and they then generally work out how to do it later. So I think that, um, as a summary, we need to learn to be economical with the truth and how we feel, not be so open about our shortcomings, not sit back and wait for someone to notice us. And instead, we need to deliver strong and positive messages about ourselves and influence others and get them 
to believe in us. The fact is that very sadly, meritocracy, so being rewarded for what we are able to do and can prove we can do, doesn't always exist. And in the workplace, we're not, in some cases, we're not promoted on our ability or our past performance. And the difference between men and women is that men know it's about believing in their potential. You will have heard the research that women only go for jobs when they think they are perfect for it, 110% qualified to do it. But in fact, going outside our comfort zone and going for stretch jobs is necessary for career progression. So to answer the question succinctly, why do we need to be able to blag? The answer is that blagging overcomes that I'm not ready yet because I haven't done it yet. So in fact, um, that was the slide that was meant to go with that um, introduction. <laughs> and I've got another slide here. Hopefully you're all laughing at that um, because it's Trump whose self-belief and lack of concern for his shortcomings in that he had no previous uh, political or military experience was unwavering in the run-up to the US election. So I've come up with this uh, slogan that in fact confidence trumps competence and that confidence is what turns thoughts into actions and if you don't so if you don't feel confident in your ability or your experience then you need to develop the female art of blagging with integrity so i'm going to move on to a um definition now um, it's my definition which is to blag is to achieve something using persuasion or guile and guile means which is cunning intelligence and ingenuity. And I have come up with an, an acronym for the word blag about how we can practically um, brag. What are the actions we can take to blag? And the first one is B is for bright. And it's about being a beacon, it's about being visible, about getting known. So how can you um, get noticed at work? Because as I said, it's not enough to just be good at your day job. You need to consider what do people know you for? What's your personal brand? What's your reputation? Are you known for your humour? Are you known for your um, kindness? Are you known for always having a, being a shoulder to cry on? Are you known for an activity that you do outside work? So what are the ways that you can become more visible at work, more bright? So I'm going to give you some ideas and you may well have some of your own. So some ideas are you can create 
your own network. You could set up a women's forum or you could set up a theatre club or um, a yoga club after work. You can give a lunchtime seminar perhaps on an area of your expertise that you want to share with other colleagues. You could step up and offer to lead a new project that will get you noticed. Or if you're more of a uh, writer, perhaps write an article for the um, in-house magazine or a professional journal. Another way of getting noticed is to make conversation before meetings. And of course, to speak up in meetings. And a very obvious way to become more visible is through networking. And when we're networking, think about not just external events, but internal events as well. Where can you network with key stakeholders? And there's one other way that we can become um, visible and become known. And this comes back to the cunning intelligence in the um, definition. You can get someone to do it for you. So you can get someone else to blow your trumpet about your accomplishments and your suitability for a role. Someone else who looks out for opportunities for you and gets you in front of the right people. And that sort of advocate is known as a sponsor. And you may well have formal sponsorship programs in your workplaces. And if you don't, then think about strategic people who you can build genuine relationships with who could be a sponsor for you. So Andrew, if anyone's got any questions about being bright, let's take them now. Um, so if you're nervous or feeling insecure, how do you pluck up the courage to find a sponsor? Think about how you would build any friendship or relationship. And it's to just be yourself. And to start with that word, um, friendship. So when you've identified a sponsor, then perhaps look at what are their interests? Have they just um, become visible themselves because of something they've done in the workplace? Can you send them a really friendly note to say that you've just heard them speak or watched their TED talk or read their article on LinkedIn and just show genuine warmth and curiosity and ask them if they'll meet you for a coffee. And then if they say yes, then ask them to tell you about themselves first. And just remember that women particularly um, like being asked for help. And yet paradoxically, we um, are really bad at asking for help ourselves. Um, great, thank you very much. Uh, that's all the questions. Okay, so 
let's go on to L, which is for learned. I said earlier that blagging is not the same as winging it. You do need to know your stuff. Um, but you also need, to, in addition to knowledge, you need to know your strengths. So you will have heard the um, terminology KYC, know your clients. Well, think about the terminology KYS, which can be know your stuff, or it can be know your strengths. And when you think about your strengths and your knowledge, don't just think about your professional expertise. Also think about the client relationships you have and the knowledge of those relationships. Think about the knowledge that you have about organizational structure and systems and internal politics. And you may now, as I'm talking, want to write down three strengths or areas of expertise or knowledge that you take for granted that actually you could leverage. And there's a couple of other points I want to make about um, being an expert, being learned. And one thing is when we're having, when we're being interviewed, and when we're being interviewed, do remember, um, it's not about presenting a balanced view of yourself as a candidate. It's not um, about telling untruths, for sure, but you do want to present yourself in the best light. So don't draw attention to any weaknesses or knowledge gaps. In fact, my father always told me, don't volunteer unnecessary information. If you go for a job and you can't tick all the competency boxes, don't draw attention to the areas where you feel um, weak. Certainly very few men, um, if any, would volunteer that kind of information. So don't give the interviewers any reason to doubt you and don't self-sabotage your chance of success. And keep learning. So invest time in personal and professional development. In fact, just as you are today, it's absolutely fabulous to have you listening to this um, podcast today and taking time to invest in your own development. So Andrea, are there any questions about being learned? Um, there's one question about um, if you if you are asked um, something that you don't know, so some, the person interviewing you mm. or a questioner asks you something that you're unsure about, mm. what do you do then? How do you, do you blag at that point or what, how do you handle it? Um, there are a couple of ways of um, handling it. One thing is to say, well, I haven't had um, the opportunity to um, become accomplished in that particular thing at the moment so far in my career but I'm looking to um, make that part of my development um, going forward so acknowledge it as an area that you've already identified that you want to um, learn some skills in 
The other thing is then to quickly move on to um, and draw attention to something that you are really good at and try and steer the conversation um, in that direction. I hope that's helpful. All right, thank you for that. Um, there aren't any more questions. Okay. So the A of blag is to be audacious. Now this woman sitting here in front of you on the slide is someone called um, Dame Carol Black. And she's the principal of Newnham College, Cambridge. And she is all about being audacious, taking bold risks and showing initiative. And if you want um, another resource after today, do listen to the Desert Island Disc that um, Dame Carol Black recorded last year. So just search uh, Carol Black Desert Island Discs because it's all about how women must develop their self-confidence and their resilience to particularly to deal with pushback and criticism. And in addition to developing their self-confidence and resilience, she says the third thing that women must do is have a go. Because if you don't have a go or apply for something, then you'll never get it. And all you will have possibly is regret afterwards. Now, women are typically more risk averse than men. And the reason for this is that um, as children, as, as young girls, we were, that we were, and we girls today still are, often rewarded for diligence and being polite and not pushing um, themselves and certainly not rewarded for being outspoken or boisterous. And this is really well written up in an article called The Confidence Gap by Cathy Kay and Claire Shipman, which was published in The Atlantic. So um, another resource for you is do have a look at The Confidence Gap, which explains really well why women typically are more risk averse than men. And when women assess risks, we tend to do four things. We often overestimate the probability of something going wrong. We tend to exaggerate the consequences of something going wrong. So, for example, saying, um, if I perform poorly in this interview, I'll never get another interview. So they catastrophize what the outcome could be. The third thing is we underestimate our ability to handle the consequences of risk. But the truth is women are very good at being um, resilient. And the fourth thing we do is that we discount and justify the cost of inaction and make excuses. So, for example, we'll say to ourselves, it's not that bad, the role I'm in. Or... If I stay in this job for two more years, I'll be better prepared. I'm not ready now. But we need to learn to take risks. And a colleague of mine succinctly said that risk taking is in fact the bridge between success and failure. 
So how do you break that risk-averse cycle and be audacious? Well, one way to do that is to consider the cost of inaction and ask yourself, what will I think or feel a year from now if I'm still in the same place? You might have heard that the biggest risk you'll ever take is not taking a risk at all. So I really encourage you to, in the words of Carol Black, have a go. And if you came to our conference last year, you'll have heard one of our speakers, Danusha, and she was telling the audience that we need to take impertinent action. And if you rewrite the word impertinent as two words, I'm pertinent. So you, you are important, you, are ma you do matter, but you need to be proactive. Because as I said to you um, earlier in this uh, podcast, unfortunately meritocracy doesn't work and we can't just sit back and expect someone to come and notice us and put a tiara on our head. You may have heard that term, the tiara syndrome. So be audacious. And before I take questions on this, someone suggested to me that A could also be for ambitious. It is absolutely okay to be ambitious and to talk about our ambition and to talk openly about where we want to be in the future. Whereas again, for many women coming across as ambitious, they can see that as sort of a dirty word. Okay, Andrea, open to questions. Um, we haven't got any questions for this one, but I, I thought I'd add a little comment. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing from my experience anyway, um, in terms of being audacious, is know your own personality. So if you're the type of person who's quite responsible and you know wouldn't like to let people down, you, you just cannot bear it. Um, sometimes it's better to put yourself in those situations. I'm speaking from personal experience where I'd be too afraid or think I'm not ready to do something. Uh, but once I've signed up for it, I've, I have this desperate sort of almost uh, fear of letting whoever I've signed up you know, whatever project I've signed up for. So I put in, like, I double down and, and really um, put all my effort into making sure that I do make it. Um, and it, it, you know, usually works out just fine because I cannot let that happen. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I've signed up for it. I've put myself forward and I now have to deliver. Mm -hmm. and, and often you find that you are able to do it. All those uh, fears that you had before then are sort of mostly in your head or, or, or because of a lack of self-confidence. Um, mm. But that, that's what I personally found. If, if you have that kind of, you know, um, I, I don't know, self-responsibility, I suppose, mm. it, it's better to put yourself in the deep end <laughs> in a way. So sign up and commit to something and Correct. then, yeah. And in fact, that point about signing up or committing to something is a, is a little acronym I use called GIFTI. JFDI, which politely stands for just flip and do it. So if, you, if you've got an idea about something that you want to do, don't let um, 
the fear of taking a risk or the fear of failure hold you back, just do it. Don't think about it. And it's a lovely virtuous circle, Jifty, because if you just flip and do it and it goes well, it increases your confidence and your self-belief. And then you're more willing to take action next time. Uh, we have a question now, actually. Um, okay. uh, it says, um, this person is ambitious individual, both at work and at home, um, and, and is perceived as such. Um, the challenge is that instead of being described as assertive, um, they get feedback saying they're too direct. This is at odds with the, the confidence issues um, that this person faces. So how can, how can they tackle this perception gap? Okay, and that's a great question. And one way of overcoming that perception that you are too direct is to learn some coaching skills. And the coaching skill that I'm particularly thinking of is to become a better listener. So when you are having conversations with other people say your point and then say to the other person what do you think and listen really really attentively and acutely and that way we, it stops us from just voicing our opinions and it shows that we are very respectful of what the other person has to say. So my answer to that question um, that's just been posed is to become a better listener. And I hope that's helpful. Um, if that's helpful, uh, let us know. And if it's not, uh, we can uh, elaborate more um, at the next question break. So just uh, message me again. Um, shall we move on to the next point for now? Sure. And we've, we've built in time at the end for Q&A. Yeah. So the G in blagging is to be gutsy. You're thinking of maybe girls and jolly hockey sticks. For me, gutsy means to show courage and determination and spirit. And it's about if at first you don't succeed, to try, try, try again. It's about being persistent. And there's a lovely quote that I like by, who by one of the former US presidents, a bit of a theme today, Calvin Coolidge. And I'm just going to read it out to you now, which is that nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination are alone omnipotent. So when I say gutsy, I mean courage, 
determination, spirit, and persistence. And to really believe um, that there is no such thing as fa failure and only learning. Have a growth mindset that believes in your potential rather than a fixed mindset. And to learn from your mistakes. If you look at every successful or many successful entrepreneurs, they've had so many mistakes on, and failures on their path to success. And what sets them apart is their ability to be gutsy, to sweep up and move on, to sweep up and gather data for the future. And in fact, one of the um, attributes of having a growth mindset is to keep persisting in the face of setbacks and not to give up. And I'm going to share a little nugget um, from Katty Kay, who's one of the authors of The Confidence uh, Gap that I mentioned er earlier. And she says, don't ruminate when things go wrong. Women are great ruminators. So learn from your mistakes, pick yourself up and move on. One tip that was suggested to me by um, one of the ladies at the Lunch and Learns we run was that she gives herself a specific amount of time to um, ruminate and berate herself. So she gives herself the, um, a few stops on her train journey home. And when she gets to a certain station, she says, enough. And she puts all that negative self-talk and rumination um, away and thinks positively forward about what she can do better next time and future opportunities. Okay, Andrea, so are there any questions about being um, gutsy, being determined and spirited? Um, no, actually, there aren't any questions this time. Okay. So just because we've got a, um, we're, we're in good time, I'm going to um, give you some practical tools that might help you blag, that might help you be bright, um, that might help you be learned, audacious and gutsy when you're not feeling particularly um, confident. And uh, three tools are, the first one is to talk about it. Talk about what it is you want to do and that you're fearing doing. Because sometimes when you voice your limiting thoughts, it can help you get them in perspective and see them for what they are. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to develop um, what I would call a PMA, a positive mental attitude. And this goes back to the beginning of what I said about um, confidence is more important than competence. It's the same thing. It's your attitude is actually more important than your aptitude. It is all about um, 
your mindset and your confidence. And one thing that can really help with that is um, mindfulness. And I would, if you haven't uh, tried mindfulness before, um, do give the 10 minutes a day app Headspace a go because it can really help with um, getting your mindset in the right place. And then the third uh, tool to help you blag, if talking about it or trying to get control of your mind isn't working for you, is to think about power posing before you go into an interview situation, for example, or into a meeting when you've got something that you really want to say. And this is the work of Amy Cuddy, and I'm sure many of you will be familiar with the work of Amy Cuddy and power posing. And there's a great TED talk on it. But it's essentially how you can actually change your body chemistry. You can decrease your cortisol and increase your testosterone and dispel all your adrenaline so that even if you don't um your mind's telling you that you don't feel particularly confident your body um your physiology changes so that you do in fact feel more confident okay so just before we have any q a as a summary, um, I've talked today about being bright and being visible, being learned. It is important to be an expert and to know your stuff. But as I said, your stuff is not just your uh, subject and professional knowledge. It's also knowing your um, strengths. About being audacious, being willing to take risks, and about being gutsy, being persistent and determined. So here are four questions to answer. What are you going to do to get known, to be bright? What are you going to do to increase your expertise and keep learning? What bold action are you going to take? And lastly, what are you determined to do and perhaps you might want to have a go at answering those questions whilst we take some Q&A in the final part of this podcast so we have a question that's an extension of the previous question mm -hmm. uh, so uh, and she says uh, that, yes, thank you um, for, for the suggestions. And there are times when she could be a better, better listener. However, um, the uh, challenge is that she works in a male-dominated environment. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> she gets things done uh, when she's direct, while her male colleagues are all assertive. Um, is there another tip uh, that you can give her and everyone uh, on adapting her behaviors to her environment to turn the negative direct um, perspective into a more positive assertive one? To 
Tandy, could you just say the last bit again, um, yeah. Andrew? So is there another way that mm -hmm. she can, oh, sorry, that you, you can give her to adapt her behaviors to her environment to turn the negative direct uh, perspective into a more positive assertive one? So basically to change people's perception from viewing her as direct and to view her as just assertive. To assertive. Um, well, the first thing I want to say is that I do believe that we need to be ourselves and to be authentic and not to behave in a way that doesn't feel comfortable for us. It's not about taking on um, and acting like a man. So that's the first thing. It's really important to be authentic. And the reason for that is that, um, and this, is, this comes back to the core values of Voice at the Table, is that diversity and diverse thinking and everyone being able to contribute their different thinking leads to the best decisions and outcomes and innovation and growth. So to answer the, the question specifically is that if you work in an environment which doesn't value diversity, which doesn't um, value individual contributions from different people with different backgrounds, and is just values homogenous thought, then you really need to think about um, is your long-term future there? And I know that sounds quite, um, can, could, could come across as quite hard hitting and I'm not absolutely not advocating that um, women should um, give in and capitulate and leave their jobs. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying that if the culture really is a culture which is very um, uh, against your own values, then there may be a point certainly somewhere down the line when you start thinking about, is this really a place where I'm going to thrive? But before you get to that um, point, then you know, what can you do to try and change the perceptions and culture just as a, as a lone voice? And I think one way to do that is just to really try and model what um, good behavior looks like. And when you're in a meeting um, with other men who are coming across as very um, direct and um, assertive, and perhaps not letting you get a word in edgeways, when you do manage to um, get, get your voice um, into the conversation, if you're then interrupted, to actually give them some direct feedback and say, um, excuse me, I was talking, I'd just like, I would like to finish my point. And then I'd be, re I'd be really keen to hear 
what you have to say. I hope that um, goes some way to answering that question. Yeah, I'll I'll check in um, again if you if you have any further um, sort of clarification needed. Uh, please put that in the box while we do the last bit of the podcast. Um, I'll just add my two cents to that as well. Um, you know, one of the things is that culturally, um, if some of you might have heard of the I think it's the Helen Howard uh, type of study where they gave people. Uh, you know, the, the descriptions of um, two people. They were exactly the same description. The only thing they changed was the name. And people thought of the man as having leadership qualities and charismatic and all of those things. Um, and the woman as being bossy and bitchy. Um, so we do have some legacy of kind of the old traditional style of viewing women as you know, as soon as they're, they're in any way assertive, that's viewed negatively. Unfortunately, I, mean, I, think, I think the world is sort of changing a little bit now. Um, certainly, I think the younger people I've met um, see less of a difference between men and women. Um, and, and it's one of those things that take a little time to, to shift as a, as a whole culture. Um, one of the things that I found quite useful is, and this is a time, it, it depends on how much time you have, to actually get to know some of the um, male colleagues on a more personal level, as in to speak to them uh, so they know you as a person uh, rather than as a caricature <laughs> woman being assertive. Um, this person who's coming in in the meetings and stuff. That, that's kind of my two cents on that. Would you, would you agree, Cara? Absolutely. Get to know the, um, your colleagues as individuals and let them get to know you as an individual as well. And I think um, one thing that women need to do more of is to share themselves and not to think that sharing themselves is some sort of um, sign of vulnerability. Um, because I think the more we can share ourselves and get people to know us as individuals and get to know our colleagues as individuals is really good for fostering um, better relationships at work. All right, I think that's all the questions that we have for, for today. Um, okay, so I'm just going to move on to one more slide, which is the penultimate slide, which is just to give you my email address, Cara at voiceatthetable.com and if you do have any more specific questions that you'd like to ask me then please do send me an email and I'd be very willing to um, help you further if I can and the other thing to do is to come and join us at more of our events and in fact we're running an evening workshop so a two-hour workshop on the female art of blagging with integrity so if you want to find out more we'll be going into more depth and running some exercises where you can actually um, have a go at coming up with actions for being um, bold and learned audacious and gutsy so that's on the 2nd of March then we've got the next Friday voice dress for success uh, with Joanna Goodoin and then we've got our annual conference on the 21st of June, which is about 
celebrating ordinary people and their extraordinary contributions. Um, so just, yeah, very quickly, uh, Joanna Godoyne, uh, she is an uh, image and impact consultant. So she helps her, her clients uh, to work on their appearance, their body language, and their communication uh, for different business scenarios. So, so this one is really um, a session about giving you the confidence uh, so you can be the best at work. So it's not just an image thing. It's really how you can bring your best self um, to work. And uh, as Cara was saying, um, yeah, if you want to find out more about our conference, um, do go to the website. We're also running a series of podcasts uh, before the conference. They're all free. Um, so do keep a lookout for them. Uh, they'll be uh, posted on the website as well. So everything, all the resources, all the upcoming events. Um, these ones are just the ones that we've highlighted. We've actually got loads. Um, in the next few months. So voiceatthetable.com, there's an events calendar there and you can check out all of them uh, on the website. So thank you very much again, Cara, for this session. It's been a pleasure, Andrea, and uh, thank you for hosting it for us. No problem. Uh, so I'm Andrea James uh, on behalf of Voice at the Table. We hope that you've enjoyed this and look forward to seeing you again at the next Friday Voice. Thank you. And goodbye.